going on, everybody? This is another episode of the Young Black and Bother Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg, and I'm joined none other than my joined by none other than my co-host. Hey everybody, it's Iris here. Long time, no talk. Hey, it's your girl Chris Cash in the building. Y'all know who the fuck I am. Uh-oh. No introduction needed. Oh god. And we have a special guest for another episode. Oh, look at you. you I'm Chrissy, y'all. What's up? Oh, man. It feels like it's been forever and a day since we actually had, like, the full panel. I I think Shay happy in a relationship. I ain't gonna lie. She ain't been on the show in, like, two months. She was like, you know what? I'm going to post about me and my boo on Instagram, and I guess they're going to figure it out. So we'll see, Shay, when either we get the engagement, you know, photos on Instagram, or she sends us a wedding invitation. But shout out to Shay. It has been honestly, what, three weeks since we did the last show. And I think the last show we did, we were talking about Kanye and his shenanigans. We're going to keep it real limited to him because honestly, it's like, fuck him at this point. Right. I I would hope that everybody agrees with that. But anybody have any objections or anybody want to say anything about that before we get into it? I'll just say I'm glad I missed the Kanye show because I I don't. (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't miss it intentionally. I don't know how that actually happened, but yeah, um, I'm glad I missed it. Yeah. Hey, Iris, I actually wanted to get your take on the Kanye shit because I know how, how much you used to be a fan <laughs> and just seeing the transition from when you was a fan to now. Yeah. Well, well now that Iris is back, um, I, th- I think she's probably been outside, so she knows everything's gone on this month with Kanye. What are your thoughts? My thought is this. I stopped paying attention to what that man had to say a long time ago. I stopped it a long time ago. <laughs> so my main issue, because like this ain't about Kanye. I, I, I will say this, though. I think that because now we're in an era where we're just like chronically online, it's we get to see the demise of like or like the the devolution the, the like fall of celebrities in a through a new lens that we weren't able to before because you know when we were young like you would hear about randomly some washed up celebrity had some crazy thing where like they got really caught up into drugs or they did something crazy and got arrested and all that stuff we would just randomly hear about them after like not hearing about them at all because we were like young and it's just like, Oh, who the fuck is this old washed up ass celebrity? We don't fucking know. But because now we're in an era where we're like chronically online to kind of like walk through and see the whole, like the way that he just like, I guess crumbled like watching this. Yeah. The time. It's very interesting. So I will say this, like I learned a long time ago, Basically, after when he started dating Kim Kardashian, I stopped having it for him because I was like, "Wait a minute, yeah. hold on." <laughs> so, um, <laughs> me personally, I'm just ever, ever since then I was just like, "Oh gosh, now." And, but what I think the real issue is is the people who sit up and defend him, like who sit up and like try to like die on the hill for this man and everything. I don't quite understand that, but. It's I'm a, a cult. Used to be a big fan. <laughs> like, I'm oh, a person yeah. who used to be a big ass fan. Like I used to be a fucking big fan, but mm-hmm. I have a working brain though. <laughs> like I have a working brain. Yep. So, like, 
I know that not to just take whatever a random stranger who I don't fucking know who made uh, some songs that I really liked with the help of a big ass team of people. I'm not about to just fo- blindly follow whatever this man says because I really fucked with my beautiful Dr. Twisted Fantasy. Like, that's just not how it works. I'm so glad you bring up the fact that he was not the sole creator of that project. Because a lot of people Mm -hmm. forget about that and and don't bring it. Because it was a lot of hands on that album. It was a great album. Yeah, I'll give Kanye the curation. But it was a lot of hands on that album, you know, to make something so great. So it doesn't get talked about a lot. Absolutely. Um. What you want to say, Iris? Yeah, I also recently I also recently saw somebody who like was one of the writers on one of his early uh, on um, late registration. One of the writers on late registration because like a lot of these rappers and stuff, they have like teams mm. of writers and producers. So I heard somebody talking about like how like she was some of those like lyrics that are very like understanding of like the black experience and black history. She was the one who wrote those lyrics and tried to get him to like switch them up to make them more like historically accurate but he wasn't he wasn't feeling it so like yeah a lot of like music it's it's like a collaborative thing all of that like all of it's true it's very collaborative um so but yeah he wasn't he wasn't the only person making these great hits like i won't take away from because i still you know i still have a lot of songs that i really like by kanye west but i will never sit up here and defend him or anything like i'm not i'm not yeah. making claims about how you need to separate the art from the artist or anything like that because no because a lot of the things that people loved about kanye were the things that they thought that he actually stood for but in reality when we see him in a lot of these interviews with him talking about the past he wasn't even really on that type of time that people thought he was it was kind of just to make it more marketable even though exactly. more, more marketable by making it seem like it was making him unmarkable. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I will say you you definitely missed a episode where you would have probably cursed out a dude because he left, I think he left 14 messages back to back to back consecutively. And we were like hitting him with tangible facts about Kanye. We were dropping evidence, links, quotes. I even played some of them, which I was like, you know, I really didn't want to plug up the soundboard, but it happened. And it was a good show, but I thought, you know, we was going to put him in the vault. But now that we put Kanye in the vault, now you got Kyrie Irving doing the shit that he's doing. I'm like, you know what? But honestly, just- y'all, I don't think it's the same. Next, I don't next. think Kyrie and Kanye are the same mm-hmm. type of, I guess, anti-Semitism. I don't think it's the same mm-hmm. way. And also, okay. I think they coming hard on Kyrie because... Like, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with the uh the gang up on Kyrie, honestly. Because I just feel I have like opinions. And I think part of part of what really makes me upset about the whole thing is uh Kyrie is not hosting this documentary on his website. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's making a dime off of saying go watch this. Mm-hmm. And Amazon is still allowed to have it. I know people who just bought the but, joint to see what he was talking about. But here's mm. the thing. Here's the thing. This is where it comes down to expectations. Because me personally, I don't really put strong expectations on white people, period. Like, I don't expect mm-hmm. them to do that. A lot of them are scared of evil. So I think that I don't expect them to do the right thing ever. <laughs> so 
because of that, I'm like, what do y'all expect from Jeff Bezos? What, what, do, what, do, what, do, what do you think? Like, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong, but like, what do you expect? I think that when it comes to oh, no, people, I don't like really our expect people, anything from them actually at all. But my thing is, I'm just more so pointing it out for the people, well, the black people, people that are piling up on this narrative of Kyrie needs to be punished for this action. Like, where, where do so y'all I get on? I don't think black people are leading the the crusade to get Kyrie punished for anything. I, I, you don't think so? Right. I, I, I really don't feel like this is I don't it's think it's black folks... I think it's too many black folks telling him to say sorry. That's how I personally mm-hmm. believe. I don't. I don't. It's too many. I don't like, agree with that. I don't necessarily agree with that because I don't necessarily think that the loudest people are the majority of people. Um, but and like I think that. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, has a very, very large Jewish population. That is true. Adam Silver is a Jewish man. Mm -hmm. He's a commissioner, uh, whatever. The, now, and I don't want to, I will never publicly bash my people. I'm not the one to be like, oh, well, black people need to, I'm not that type of person. But I will say this, them, th- those folks be putting pressure and I don't think that our community puts the same pressure all the time when it comes Agreed. to issues that happen with us because a lot of times when like things happen with us you have the people who want to act like they're like who want to be very like who want to they love that adjacency to whiteness and they want to like align with whatever like the white man thinks you have those mm-hmm. people well mm-hmm. actually the whole thing right whereas in the in the jewish community i don't necessarily think it's i don't feel like they i don't think that there's as much like back and forth on it when it comes to certain things like anti anti anti-semitism i think they're very clear on what yeah, anti-semitism is and i think that a lot of that has to do with the education that they get as a part of their religion Mm-hmm. Um, black people um, and it's not all our fault like we don't get and this is gonna make it real for, full circle we don't get the same education on our history that um that those that other groups make sure that they get and mm-hmm. like i was lucky enough to have black history taught in like my high school i was lucky enough to have like a lot of black teachers a lot of people who are really knowledgeable about black history, black experience, the black history that started not even, not like but be before slavery. I'm talking to all of that. Like I'm lucky enough to have that sort of education. Not all of our people are lucky enough to have that education. And because of that, later in life, they find themselves going through, looking for the answers through unscrupulous means. So mm-hmm. that's why they're in these Facebook group chats. That's why they're in these weird Reddit groups because they have a hunger for knowledge that, they weren't given. And also a mm. lot of the, the way that people like they try to look at and try to find ways to make being black better than just being black. Amen. Oh, like, yeah. We don't have we don't have like the, the history of slavery is not a it's not pretty. Like it's not pretty. It's not a it's not like a it's not like a, a nice history. It's not it's not 
something that people, that some of our people want to accept. So because of that, they want to other themselves. Like, now I see my people actually from such and such. That's why I'm part of Native American. That's why, because the history that, the, well, which is like the beginning of the history that they learned, like, is it's not pretty. And because of that, that's why you got all these people trying to figure out, oh, yeah, well, we the real, we the real this, we the, we the real that. Your people came from West Africa, friends. Like, I'm, they came from <laughs> West Africa. And West Africa has a beautiful, rich history that maybe it wasn't necessarily kings and queens, but still a beautiful, rich history that if you would take some time and lean into it and actually research it, then you wouldn't be trying to say, oh, no, my people actually came from this. We're extraterrestrial. We're actually really the first this, that, and third. No. And so that's why, again, it's not all our fault. It's really based on, like, the lack of education that makes it so, that makes all of these things, um, that makes all these things so, like, I guess ubiquitous amongst some members of our community. And the reason why, and I'm just going to make it come full circle because I went on a bit of a tangent, but the reason why it like, it's so easy to get some, some, some of our people radicalized into, mm-hmm. um, into like, like anti-Semitism or any anti, any other culture and everything. First of all, all of it is by design. It is, it is intentional for us to, for like the, the people who are actually in charge of things, there are people who are actually running shit mm-hmm. it's intentional for them for them to divide us up right. um, and so that we don't come together and like over overcome and overtake all the shit they got going on. So it's mm-hmm. easy to radicalize some people who don't have that history and people who see other people. And because they've been told these things about these other people, like, oh, these other groups are the ones that all stick together. Why can't my people stick together? These other groups have done so well for themselves. Why can't my people do the, um, do well for themselves? Um, but it's like, they, it's because they don't have the, like the historical context, but it's so it's easy for them to get bad and be like, and cause harm and toward other people when they feel like these other groups got something that we didn't. And like, right. we never got reparations. And that fucking sucks. Yeah, it really does suck. At the end of the day, that is not the fault of these other communities that ended up giving reparations. That mm-hmm. is the fault of the people who had the money in their hands to be able to do so. So, yeah, I know I just went on a whole tangent, but... Oh my gosh, I've been sitting on some of this. I love how you get the fact that people are drawn to the, you know, the real Jews thing so they don't have to be regular black, I guess. (laughs) Like, and it's just so weird to me how we do that a lot. Like, even with you got the Hebrew Israelites, you got the Moors, you got the uh, people with Native American. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's all false, but it's kind of like, boy, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, what about there, there are actual what about you? sources like you, my bad, but I'm saying like there are actual oh, sources, like, people, I don't know. Oh, go ahead. I think it was like a delay, no, my I'm bad. Saying there, I'm saying there are like actual sources and that people like took the time to actually like look up certain things because like, yeah, some people might have some little bit of something, some mixed on in them, but like you were a black person. You were like a descendant of a person who was brought over here, most likely against their will. Like it's, it, it sucks, but it kind of like is what it is. Like you just don't have to, you can like look at that from a different lens. You don't have to look at it and be like, no, I need to be, I need to be more than this because my people couldn't, my people couldn't have just come from that. But it is actually 
when you think about it and when you, when you think about it, and I'm like, it's definitely fucking sucks, but it's kind of like a little beautiful that some of us were able to, some people were able to do the things that we were able to do despite, you know, certain circumstances and like coming over and like not, and like those having a, a history that might not be as like, as like, you know, uh, glamorous as they would have yeah. liked. But yeah. Agreed. Chrissy, how you feel? I know you you were sitting there like mm-hmm. you, I heard you like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my bad. I was just she was some she was dropping some good shit. And as a matter of fact, like it's relevant. Like the conversation that you the 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 starting piece like of um why everybody that's well not everybody, why you come across black people that want to be more than black, and I'm just like Bro, what's wrong with it? Like, give me all things black. Give me the ghetto. Give me the uppity. Right. Give me, give me everything. Give me all things black. But you'll get somebody and they'll be like, "Oh, well, I'm from uh, my my family. You know, they they Cherokee Indian or whatever the case. Everybody's Cherokee Indian at this point. Like, mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. and it's so odd to have those conversations with people because it's like I'm not gonna get too deep in this with you. Like, I don't want to. I don't. I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. I'm in the military and I have to have this conversation with so many different people of different, like I hear people, like I hear white people talk about how they're mixed and I'd be like, with what? So it's like, they're like, you know, like I'm Irish, English and blah, 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 whatever the case may be. And I'm like, okay, all right, you still white to me. And then you get to <laughs> black people. <laughs> I'm dead ass like, you're still white to me at this point. And then you go to black people or your Hispanic people, like for example, there's this one, there's this one Hispanic guy, he's Mexican. He's so very, very proud to be Mexican, and I'm I'm happy for him. It's beautiful listening to him talk about his ethnicity and his culture and everything. But what if you were to replace some of the things that he says about being Mexican as if he was a white male, then that shit would be real like bro, shut the fuck Mm -hmm. up. Like, I don't have time to listen to you. I don't want to hear it. But it's like, when I, (laughs) he even, and it's so, it's so, um, it's one of those things where he kind of straddles the fence because, so, (laughs) I'm the leak in the balloon where, like, I'm thinking all brown people, you know, I'm thinking brown people say nigga, and I know this is a whole completely different topic, but this is, I mean, in my personal opinion, I think it's it's, 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 it's relevant. So, I'm thinking, like, Brown people in general, like black people, Hispanic people, I'm thinking that that's all encompassing that they say nigga. And I don't, I don't normally like bat an eyelash at it, especially if I know you grew up in my neighborhood or I know, I know you grew up around black people or whatever the case may be. I don't bat an eyelash about it. Well, he said it a couple of days, you know, a couple of times. And at first I was kind of like winced. I was like, I don't, I don't know exactly how to take this one. I was like, I, and then I had to poll Facebook and I had to be like, is he allowed to say this y'all? And it was unanimous. Like, no, you're just cause he Brown don't mean he black. And that don't mean that don't mean mm-hmm. he can say it because he, yeah. but the, the thing about it is he has so many things to say about his culture and his, you know, and it's not, it's not like it's supreme or whatever the case may be but it's like i'm mexican so i do blah 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 this this and this i'm mexican because and i do this this and this and then he'll go back and he'll be like well i'm native mexican which i don't even know what the oh. fuck thing like i'm like bro i don't even know what the fuck that means like to be honest but what i, I let him talk his shit because i don't i just don't want to i don't want to have the conversation i don't want to feed it but and then on top of that i'm also 
I'm a, what you would call a supervisor. So I can't feed into it in front of the younger soldiers because it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not professional. So I don't want to come off as like the angry black girl, which I am literally the only black girl. <laughs> I'm the only black girl here. So it's like, oh, I really can't live up to the stereotype of being black. And I wanted to circle back to what you were saying about um, about Jewish people. I have a question, though. When did, mm-hmm. Are Jewish people off limits? Is that why we got so many people like like getting upset about anti-Semitic uh, uh, comments? Like, are they off limits? Did, is that like an unwritten, unspoken rule that they're off limits that they that we can't talk shit about them, or is that a you, thing? You wanna... I think it's the <laughs> delivery or, or the verbiage used. It's not necessarily yeah. criticizing the Jewish community. Community. But mm-hmm. When you look at Israelites, they be super mad, hate speech, like death to these people, mm-hmm. or like Kanye yeah. was on his. Are oh, you in the Matrix? Like, Cause you were in the matrix. Yeah, you. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I feel like they even come for other white people who are not Jewish for anti-Semitic mm-hmm. behavior. Right. So it's right. just kind of like I don't know. They they but have a. Close. They have a real definition on what is anti-Semitic and what's not, and the, right, yeah. the mere critique of Judaism is not anti-Semitic. But when you start to throw like they're trying to take our land, they're trying to do this that can root right. back to what actually is anti-Semitic, then that's but, why it seems like. Yeah, I'll, I'll just but, I'll yeah, say this. Go ahead, I'll just I'll, say that. Um. And this is my personal opinion. Um, I, I feel as though, because I had to be around them, and I obviously work with them in law, uh, Jewish people kind of protect their culture the mm-hmm. way that we should. Like, when people are like, oh, you know, Jewish people like have, like own these companies and all these, I'm like, oh, we do the exact same fucking thing. When, you know, I hear Kanye talking about Jewish people, I'm like, yo, but you signed contracts from Jewish people. Like you, you can't pick and choose like when it's convenient for you. When I say you, I'm not saying all black people. I'm saying certain black people. Um, mm-hmm. Me, I still go occasionally on the cesspool that is Clubhouse, and <laughs> I'll listen to people. And you know, for roughly a week and a half, people were talking their shit about you know Kanye and how he was pro this and pro that, and everybody was anti-Jewish. This they're like, we need to start our own banks. We need to start. I'm like, why today though? Why why not fucking 75 years ago? Why not 20 years ago? Why not yesterday? Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we gotta start, you know, blackity blacky this, you know, blackity black this, blackity black that. And I was like, yeah, but here's the thing. You on a white man phone, on a white man app telling everybody what the fuck they should be doing as a culture, as a person of color. Y'all don't say shit to fat Joe when he's calling y'all niggas and we looking at him like, yo, you not even black, bro. Like it's proven you ain't black. Um like oh like we're not going to support nike because of the anti-semitism like yo that's a fucking lie because you already got 87 of them in your closet are you going to do like when white people get mad at like an athlete and they burn all this shit now mind you in my person in my personal opinion when i see people do that shit when they're like oh i'm gonna burn all of kanye's yeezys and shit i'm like well he already made his money so it don't really matter but if i were to ask when i ask somebody that's like black like yo you gonna burn them yeezys now i'm gonna wear these motherfuckers of course you are Right. Of course you are. 
So like you, you make it arguments that aren't valid. So, you know, me like going back into it, like when I see, you know, Jewish people protect this stuff, it's not like they're protecting it. Like they're always on guard. Like, I feel like we're always on guard because we feel as though like our, our culture has already been, th- you know, being threatened every day. So we're very protective of that. I don't see that from the Jewish community. I, mean, I could be absolutely wrong and I'm entitled to that. Like I'm entitled to be wrong and I would hope somebody would correct me in my stance, but it just feels like, I don't hear much about Jewish people until it's time to have the comparison of, you know, why do they have it and we don't? And that's not, you know, just a individual black thing. That's not a white people saying it against Jewish people or like Latinx, Hispanic people saying it. It's just always like they'd be over there in their corner. They'd be doing their own fucking thing, making their own little money and shit because they're already isolated from white people. White people see Jewish people like fucking roaches. They're like, oh, no, like this, them, they ain't us. Like we white, they're Jewish. So when I see like the Moors and people like that, they're like, oh, you know, we're the original Jews. That's why they call them Jewish. I'm like, yeah, but they are still descendants of Jew. Like there's a whole like backdrop. Yeah, there's a whole backdrop of that shit. And it, it really frustrates me because I'll be sitting there and I'll be listening to this shit. It's like, you realize Google is a resource. You realize there's encyclopedias, there's documents, there's, there's fucking movies that even explain this shit to you and you just don't get it because you want to win an argument. I think it's bullshit, but it is what it is. But all in all, my, you know, my stance is like the way that I see them, like they'll protect their shit. Like if, you know, you're a homeowner, you're going to protect your shit. Now, obviously you're not going to stand in front of your house every day. Just be like, okay, who's going to come and threaten my stuff? We don't do that. So when I see Jewish people, I'm like, oh, I don't see them every day talking about, oh, well, I'm Jewish. So, you know, I'm Jewish. So I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm like, I only see that from white people. That's why, like, when cancel culture came out, I was like, yo, like, nobody gets canceled. Um, Even when it's not even, like, some of us. It just be the incels that are of all colors. They could be, you know, black. They could be foundational, non-foundational, whatever you want to call it. Like, we just have these fucking diaspora wars for fucking nothing. And it's like, okay, now the new talking point is Jewish people. And it's like, what happens if you if you do have somebody who's a black Jew, because there was a girl again on the cesspool at his clubhouse, she was like, you know, I married Jewish or whatever, talking about herself. Like, obviously, I have my own dynamic, but she was like, yeah, I married Jewish, and we had this money, we inherited this money, and blah 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 blah. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But she was like, yeah, but I'm still waiting on my reparations. I'm like, and you're entitled to both. And somebody told her they were like, oh well, you know, you called her like a bed wench and all this other stupid shit. I'm like, what? Oh wow. Like. Yeah, it, it got really wild and really dark really quick. So I asked the question again, because, you know, I have no cut cards when it comes to this. I was like, what exactly do we want? Do we want to protect our culture from everybody else? Or are we going to continue to invite people to the culture? Because last I checked, Kim Kardashian was invited to the cookout mm. per Kanye, right? Last time I checked, like there was a lot of fucking, you know, J-Lo. She, she hate niggas. When uh, when I forgot what the commercial was, it was something that happened. And oh, it was the whole around the whole Black Lives Matter rally thing when they were making the things like near the monuments with the streets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She said, well, why can't we as a Latino community get those same reparations and shit? I was like, what the f- y'all let that slide, though. Like, that's cool, because like if they can sing and dance and like, you know, cater to you like y'all cool with Post Malone. Y'all cool with, you know, people who clearly told you we're going to steal from the culture. And do what the fuck we want to do, it, you know, with it. But they white, though. Now, I can tell you if fucking we're Al Yankovic said, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just start rapping with Young Jeezy and shit and whatever. Like, I don't see that shit. Now, somebody would say, Greg, you must be blind. I'm like, I, and I must be. 
Because when I see Kanye talking about Jewish people and how, you know, they're no good. I'm like, yo, but you signed contracts with white people. You signed mm-hmm. with Adidas. And right before that, you signed with Nike. Then you signed with Gap. I'm like, you signed with three of the biggest organizations that are fucking white and Jewish. Because they both have white owners and Jewish owners. Then he's like, oh, I signed with Chase Bank. Guess who Chase is owned by? Whites and Jews, right? Ain't no niggas in there. Ain't nobody saying, you know what? I'm the COO or the CEO or the CFO of fucking Chase. You aligned yourself with all the fucking people you hate. I said it before. Adam Silver, fucking GM of the NBA. Imagine somebody that works for you just blatantly saying, you know what? Nah, I'm going to believe in that shit, talking about the Kyrie Irving shit. Adam Silver was like, oh, like, I'm going to defend my little, you know, my, what do you call it, like, my religion, but I'm not going to completely, like, lambast you. People tend to forget that when it comes to, like, Kyrie, as well as Kanye, it's not the recent shit they've done. It's a laundry list of shit that they've done previously and before that. Are we forgetting the fact that he like moved right next door to his wife who already had a restraining order? Are we forgetting the fact that this man literally burnt his childhood house on fire for a concert? Do we not remember the fact that like people say, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't have to take meds. No, he told us he needed to take meds or he wasn't the same. This is the same dude who told us slavery was a choice. All these things is like, okay, if they're all documented. Why all of a sudden, the one thing you agree with Kanye on saying, oh, they're trying to cancel Kanye when he's trying to tell us the truth. Explain to me when the fuck Kanye told us the truth, because if he's telling the truth now, we can invalidate graduation, college dropout, 808 to heartbreaks, fucking uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasies. We can cancel the Bush doesn't care about black people, because guess what? The one fucking black person who told us he don't care about black people also told us slavery wasn't, you know, was a fucking choice. He also... <laughs> I, I just the shit just it really frustrates me, and I, I'm gonna like land my plane there because I, I really hate the diaspora wars about shit that you know you're gonna align yourself with them or they've already done it. So now you bring it up because it no longer suits you. Kanye has a history of that. Kyrie has a history of it as well. When shit doesn't go Kanye's way, you know what he does? He blames the people around him. I remember him asking Jay Z to not shoot him because he didn't get to the wedding with Beyonce or whatever. I also remember him saying, you know. Don't send your shooters. All, all these things are documented that Kanye's done. Kyrie Irving, same motherfucker told us that Earth is flat. When they asked him, is Earth flat? And can you explain it? You know what he said? Not a motherfucking thing. So it's like, you can't be dumb, blind, and stupid all collectively. The shit it don't tangibly make sense to me. So I, I'll, I'll just say, man, us as, you know, the, the black community, we got to stop listening to these fucking false prophets. Like, regardless of color, regardless of gender like there's a lot of people who say a lot of bullshit that sounds really convincing but then they go and do the exact fucking opposite because i can guarantee you as sure as i am black if adidas says you know what we apologize kanye you can sign with us he's going to go get that money back i can guarantee you Kyrie irvin if nike says you know what we want you back he's going to go back and the reason why is it seems very fucking performative. I, I'm going to be done. I'm done with that. I don't know if y'all have anything else I want to say about that. We got two voicemails. I have faith. You would, I, I have nothing to, I, I have nothing to say about it. Like, I'm tired of talking about these fucking things. I'm tired of talking about Kyrie. No, no, I'm, I'm so fucking serious. I'm so fucking tired about talking about Kyrie. And I know, I, I know we do this every on Mondays when the sports stuff. I'm tired of talking about his stupid ass. I'm tired of talking about fucking Kanye. Like, fuck him. Like, fuck, fuck him. Fuck him. I'm tired of this shit. Like, like there is... 
the fact that we now, I ain't going to say that we wasted because it was a very beneficial conversation because we want to respect everyone's opinion. But the fact that we have just wasted, I, I'm a, the fact that we just spent 33 minutes talking about fucking Kanye, talking about fucking uh, Kyrie Irving. God damn it, there's other shit going on and there's, there's other shit going on. I don't want to talk about them no more. Like I, I, I want to get to we have not been, we have not been live. We have not, you know, we, we do whatever is going on in our lives and everything. We have not recorded an episode in three weeks. I want to hear about what I want to hear some positive news about what's going on with Iris. I want to hear some positive news that's going on with Chris. I want to hear some positive news going on with Kashanda. Greg, you got it's to Chrissy. It's Chrissy. With Chrissy, I apologize. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, I want to hear the great news that's going on within your life, Greg. I want to share what's going on in my life, and then let's get to the other coonery that's going on right now. That I'm just, I'm just saying, like I'm not trying to be negative for anything. I'm tired of talking about these fucking losers. Like, let's mm-hmm. get to that. Okay. Well, before we get into that, I, I'm gonna let this person shout out to. Shout out to Faith. I, we're, we're just going to end it with what you said with the mic drop cue. Uh, actually, no. Iris has something to say. Go ahead, Iris. I did. I just wanted to answer Chrissy's original question real quick. Like I just wanted to answer <laughs> um, and basically, I just want to say this because you asked, like, oh, are are they off limits? Um, it's okay. So I'll say first of all, like, you can say whatever you want. Like, people can say whatever they want, but that does not mean that there won't be consequences to their actions. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like, are they not off limits? The Holocaust really happened, and it did not happen that long ago, right? And one of the things that helped, like, that helped the Holocaust, like, happen and be so successful was the fact that they were able to get, like, people rallied against Jewish people to think that they were responsible Mm -hmm. for the financial collapse in Germany and shit, and that they were, like, responsible for all this bad shit to happen. So it started off with just people saying shit, just people having their opinions about, like, Jewish people, just people saying, but that was able to snowball into like a genocide. So mm-hmm. they like it might seem like they, they're afraid of that happening again. Like Jewish people aren't up here sitting pretty. They're they're kind of scared, like you know, they're exactly. afraid of that like happening again. And I'm speaking about this separately okay. because a lot of people like to say like compare it to like oh, but black people. I'm I'm speaking specifically about Jewish community right now. Like they. They because that shit was like less than a hundred years ago. Like they can that shit. They're afraid that that shit could happen again. So that's why mm-hmm. this type of stuff it does like it does like people are like take it real seriously, and they are the ones who are really out here taking it real seriously. That's why. But Iris, I don't, I don't, and I don't mean to cut you off. I don't mean to cut you off, but that shit is happening as we speak right now. Remember, this is election mm-hmm. night. It's election yeah. night. Mm-hmm. We got election get there. on the ballot. I know we're going to get there, but I'm going to say like that shit mm-hmm. is happening right now. We as a, we, and I'm not, and I'm not right now. I'm not talking black, white, whatever, but I'm talking about just like, America right now and, and this MAGA shit and all these fuckers mm-hmm. that are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This shit, history is literally repeating itself right now. now. And if you mm-hmm. and, and, and and this is this is my plea, and this is my like fuck you moment. If mm-hmm. you didn't go out and vote today mm-hmm. or 
go out and early vote or cast your mail-in ballot. I went and voted last Thursday. I voted early in person mm-hmm. in D.C. And I know D.C. is a Democratic town, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. But if you did not go out and make your voice known by, the, by your ballot, everyone needs to shut the fuck up. Because the shit is happening okay. right now. We just, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. We had it. We just had two years, not less than two years ago, we had an insurrection against the government of the United States perpetrated by King Fuckwit himself, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. If you didn't go out and vote today, I don't care who you voted for. I, I really don't care. Like, at this point, like, I, I don't care. But if you didn't well, cast a ballot, if you didn't cast a ballot to make your voice heard, whoever you whoever you chose, whether it was Republican, whether it was a MAGA or Republican candidate, the Democratic candidate, or some dumb fuck that you just wrote their name in on the ballot. But if you didn't make that choice and 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 and, and exercise your your right to vote, fuck you and shut the fuck up. Like seriously, at this okay. point now. All right, let's get on task. Let's let's get on task. Go ahead. He he definitely jumped the entire gun. No, I'm just like, damn. No, like I, I, we, we won't I, get I, there, I, Q. I, we're gonna I, get there. No, we're gonna get there. I didn't, uh, Greg. I didn't, let's get to these voicemails. Let's get to these voicemails. Go ahead. Hold on, Greg, Iris, Chris, Cash, Krishanda, and I can't see your whole name. I just see the prince. <laughs> The principal, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, interesting conversation. I've been listening for maybe like 10 minutes. But I heard some comments about people signing with people, they, the very people they hate. I think it's an interesting, powerful point. Um, and I could see how from like a fundamental standpoint, if we're talking fundamentals of a people or fundamentals of a leader, because every leader and every group of people usually have fundamentals. That's what makes them unique. I can see how that could be important. But when we look at children, specifically, that are not forced, I'll leave a second bubble. All right, she got another one. I'm going to play all four of her voicemails. We have no interruptions. Here we go. When you look at children that are not forced to come into the world, that's a literal comment so of course we wouldn't know every every child's situation but from what we can gather what we do know what from the testimonies of the parents is going into contract because a contract is an agreement so if it's not forced it's mutual so an agreement is going into contract to reproduce which was the first commandment to humans on this planet, a sin? Hmm. Hmm. Because we didn't have the fundamentals of a people or even as individuals back then. We only had that commandment. Be fruitful of the mother. All right. She had two more. I'm going to make a point. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Be fruitful and multiply, each after its own kind. Now, some people only put that to the earth prior to people. To me, in my opinion, based on what I know, commandment is commandment. Covenant is covenant. An agreement is an agreement. Things can be broken. 
again, because I'm talking only talk, I'm only talking about mutual stuff. But it's interesting to consider when we go back to Abraham and Sarah, no one really usually throws out, Oh, the story of Abraham and Sarah was a, it's not real. It didn't happen. Nobody. You, I don't, I don't know anybody who's actually saying that. I don't even know atheists that really argue that point. Um, cause you have to get into people groups and history, right? Even if it wasn't wanted, when it wasn't forced, if it, eventually there was a point in time where there was a mutual agreement, even if based on their position. Okay, one more. I know that sounds long-winded, but what I'm talking about is, you know, the position of the handmaiden or whatever, the mother of, as we call the Arabs or whatever, that people group, who they acknowledge today. Um my, the reason why I'm bringing that up is just just for literalness, thing, literal things to consider based on the comment about how some people today are have leaders are having because our leaders are someone are having issues and making comments about hating people who they have contracts with. But yet, many of the leaders, even the leaders who aren't doing a good job or who aren't doing right or who aren't representing peace, love, and God himself, they do have children with multiple people and types of people and people from certain nations. So last time, is that a sin? Because if it's not, could it just be a part of the way things are supposed to be? Okay. Well, I appreciate the voicemails. Um, very loaded questions, by the way. I'm just going to be completely honest with you, but I'm going to lay it out to you the best way I can possibly lay it, and we're going to move on real quick, right? You had mentioned the testimony of the parent talking about childbirth, you know, is it a sin? Is it a contract and things like that, right? I don't really understand. I don't really want clarity either. It's one of those things where it's like some choices are made for you and you have to live by those. And then there are some that you can change with time. That being said, there are a lot of people from, you know, religion, not even religious. There are a lot of white people who cast on their personas and their beliefs on their children. And then those children grow up and then have children. And if you can't like change that person's like ideals, then their grandchildren and their great grandchildren want to have that. That's why we have to this, you know, to this day, school shootings. We have people, we still have racism because I used to think in my personal opinion, when we got rid of, when I say got rid of, meaning all them old racist motherfuckers died, we would be done with racism. The problem with that is as long as they've had kids that are going to have kids that are going to have kids as well, and they keep teaching those same ideals, that's what we get. And I'm going to like try to like tie that into the Kanye dynamic, right? Kanye ties himself together with the people that he swears he doesn't believe in. When I said that, you know, he aligns himself with Jewish people, he does. He, you know, he knows for a fact he aligns himself with Jewish people, but he also said in his interview with the Drink Champs that his wife is, you know, she's a Christian and she did like some sex tape with Pete and all this other stupid shit, right? Just deflecting off the fact that, you know what? He said something wrong. Can Kanye change? Yes. Does Kanye want to? No. Same thing with Kyrie. So some behavior I could tolerate as long as you kind of like, you, you don't have a megaphone when you're making these badass decisions. There are some people like Kanye who meds or not, you know, you're making bad decisions, but you also want to be the ruler of the free world. And I'll just leave this to you, Faith, and to anybody who's listening and says that I'm, you know, saying, you know, something off the cuff. 
would you trust Kanye West with the launch codes? That being said, let's move on to the, <laughs> let, let's, let's move on to the ketchup. Fuck All right. No. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. Kanye with the launch codes. I don't want Trump with the large girls, to be honest. I really didn't want that nigga to have it either. We being honest. And hell, let me me talk. I'm like, you know, I'm pro-Democrat right now, but I don't want any motherfuckers. Yo, man, listen, <laughs> listen. So, so we, we, we got to catch up. I know we're going to get into like, you know, the well, election stuff and everything. In a but whew, um, I, I'm, I'm going to just randomize it. So, since, since Q has a heavy trigger finger tonight, Q, what's the catch up? What, what's going on with you, man? Tell us something. Oh, All right. So, now. Let's go. I'm not, I, I'm not crying. I'm not being quiet. I'm just I'm trying to move to a more quieter place. Um, so everything is going good. Like the career, uh, you know, the new job is going really well. Um, I um uh, could be expanding my duties um coming soon. So I'm happy about that. Well, happy and a little apprehensive, but overall happy. Um you know, if you know me well, and if you know me well, you know that um, tomorrow, well, tomorrow as we record, tomorrow, Wednesday, um, it's a somber anniversary for me, 10 years, it'll be 10 years um, since my mom passed away. Uh, and, you know, it, it, if you're anyone that has lost a parent, I think you understand like what I'm going through and has been going through for the last 10 years. Um, but I'm not going to... I'll be sad for a minute, of course. Like, you know, it's my mother. Um, but I'm choosing, because I took off work tomorrow. I took off work for Wednesday, the night. Uh, I'm going to spend I'm gonna ha- spend this time, like, you know, reminiscing on the good times and thinking about the positive things that my mom brought to me. Um you know, that she brought to me, that she instilled in me. Uh, and I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to remember the good times. I, I, of course, will I be sad? Hell yeah. Of course. But I'm not going to okay. dwell on the sadness. I'm not going to dwell on the sadness. I'm going to remember, I'm going to commemorate and, and remember her life. Uh, so yeah, that, that's about it for me. Like things going great. The twins are about to turn nine. Um, Damn, my, daughter, old. my oldest daughter, <laughs> my oldest daughter is an is an honor roll student. She got honored. Yes, she got honored on my, uh, this past Monday, the the, the seventh, uh, for her academic achievements. Uh, my the twins are doing well in school, so that's what I'm most happy about. Like, you know, that's what I'm most happy about. So I'm I'm not going to dwell on I'm not going to dwell on the sadness. Even though it's going to be there, um, but I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to remember the good times that I had with my mom um, and celebrate her and do and do something that she would have wanted to do if she was still here. Okay. All right. That's, yeah, well, that's it. I'm glad to hear. Let me, let me get Chris back on. While while Chris is going, Iris, what's up with you? How have you been? 
She changed the outfit and everything. Iris, I see you. Look at oh, yeah, the avatar. Like, <laughs> like, this doesn't. I was like, wait, this isn't the thing right now. Um, so I was like, I got to switch it up. So what's going on with me? So a lot. Um, not a lot, but not a lot. I still don't got no job. I still don't got no motherfucking job. Still unemployed. I'm out here. Um, yeah, unemployed, a little unemployed. I'm actually going to be moving back to the States. Um because I don't got no job and I'm not going to be irresponsible, financially irresponsible and take another like a lease or contract out here without having a job. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just not. uh, And because like with the holidays, I like need to be, I would like to be around my family anyway. So Mm -hmm. at the very least for the next two months, I'm going back. I'm going back to New Jersey. I have not lived in New Jersey since college. So, um, I'm going back to Jersey for whatever. And basically, you made the right choice. You made the right (laughs) choice. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so I'm over here. I'm just, you know, doing that, getting my shit together because like, obviously I won't have to pay rent at my mama crib. So I'm going to do that because I'm not getting any income. I'm just off this good old unemployment. So I'm just out here making my shit, trying to figure out this job shit. Um, I know we're going to go into that, so I guess I'll, like, hold some commentary until we got to go out the whole, like, layoffs and all that stuff because, okay. man, oh, man, I got some things going on with this whole, like, job shit. But, yeah, so I'm, like, oh, you yeah. know, living up my last couple of my last time in Playa and shit before I go back to the States. So nothing too exciting, just like, wow. Being in New Jersey, being in my mama crib, wow. Things that I'm going to have to... And also, this is going to be the first time I've lived with... My parents separated in 2005. This is going to be the first time I'm going to be living with both of my parents and my sister since I was in middle school. (laughs) Because my dad, who lives in Manhattan, is also moving to Jersey now because he get old. He's 69 years old. He get old. He can't really move around as much. He's living in New York can't really move around as much as he wants to so it's better to have him in jersey so it's about to be like this is kind of some shit that should be on like a tv show but not like a reality tv show like it should be sick sitcomified because like this is about to be a very interesting dynamic and just pray for me while i figure out this job shit but i'm grateful to have a place where i could like stack stack the little bit of money that i'm getting from this damn unemployment and still focus on living i have to worry about other shit for right now because the job market and i know we're going to get to that but man it is brutal out here yeah yeah buddy oh i I cannot wait until we get to the segment this might be the bulk of the show i might have to skip some other shit but yeah let's let's keep going i think chris it keeps saying she's reconnecting but when she comes back she'll be on chrissy what about you how have you been and welcome to the show (laughs) thank you i appreciate it it's a nice warm welcome too um I've been good. I've been in Texas for the past, like, almost six months. December will be six months. Um, I'm getting reclassified um, in my military job so uh, to an LPN. So I have something that's actually, like, tangible so I can get the fuck out the military. Bro, you don't understand. I'm ready to get the fuck. I, yo, like, no bullshit for these past, like, couple of elections. Burning, like, I vote and everything. But it don't matter who the fuck the president is, for real, for real. Like, for me, it don't matter. Uh-oh. Why? Because I'm in the military, so whoever the fuck is in charge, I still got to listen to that dumbass. 
Like I still gotta do it. So it don't it don't even matter like what the fuck really is. It's like the military got you on like a bubble. So and I'm not like I'm not every day. Um, usually I'm not like a, a active duty soldier. I'm I want active duty orders for the next until July. Um, and it's just it's it's an adjustment when I tell you like leaving the East Coast to come all the way out. Texas, this is a, it's a culture shock. I'm out here in El Paso, so it's nothing but Hispanic people. I'm literally trying to find like where the black people meet up at. Like I don't know where, and and I, I know that I should probably be trying to embrace that shit. But like when I tell you, like I'm good with like I'm good with like having conversations with with, with everybody all day long. Because again, like nobody looks like me. It's it's rare that I come across somebody that looks like me. But the the way it is, like when I go, say like I go to Walmart or something, and it's a it's a black person there. They made they go out their way to smile at you, like they like, oh my god, it's another one. Like I'm a giraffe out here. So That's I mean, it's, it's <laughs> it is. I am, I'm like I'm a giraffe. I'm like I'm. Where's Waldo? That's exactly the fuck I am. So I don't know. Like it's it's everything has been going good. I just took another another test. Um, of course, there's another pass. And I can't wait to get back home. And I, to be honest, I'm I'm actually almost in the same position as Iris because I gave up my apartment down in Richmond, Virginia. So I gave up my apartment and I changed my address to my mom's address. So like when I go back home, I'm going to be moving back in with mom. Like that's going to be wild because I have not lived with my mother since yeah. I was 19. <laughs> So this shit is crazy because I mean, granted, like when I get back home, I'm gonna be able, I'm gonna be able to find a job, period. Because they shitting on nurses, like they're just at this point they're cranking them out, like they're like paper money. So I'm gonna be able to find a job. That's not the problem. But like now the issue is like I mean, Greg, you know, me and you were having this conversation. I'm trying to figure out like where I want to settle in, and I'm yeah. I'm a little nervous. I'm <laughs> I'm excited, but I'm a little nervous to move back to the place that raised me like dc maryland like that they it raised me so it's like but now i feel like i haven't been back there since i was in college since i left for college so now that i'm i've done everything that i needed to do you know everything i needed to do down to richmond i'm getting ready to come back home to a place that has grown up and i didn't grow with it like i didn't grow with that that particular area so I'm gonna be a foreigner in my own in my hometown, and it, it feels weird. I'm very nervous to do it. I'm excited because now I'm looking at it from a different lens. Like I'm gonna be a homeowner. I can't move to DC. That's that's out the window. I'm not doing that. But I am gonna be looking at like close to like Virginia, like um, excuse me, close to like places like Maryland, um, the outskirts of the city, or even um, hello. Did I get disconnected? Hello? Hello? No, that was uh, that was Chris. Oh, We're I here. thought I got disconnected. But yeah, so I'm going to be looking at places in Maryland, looking at places in like Northern Virginia. Even though Northern Virginia is just expensive as D.C. So I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. still in that weird ass space of like, what am I going to do? And this, I mean, I'm excited because it's a, it's a new journey. It's a new, I feel like this should have been done in my 20s because I'm a little too old to be like starting over. Oh, I feel like I'm too old to be starting over. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to have to. I feel like I need to just have been settled already, but it is what it is. And I honestly, I, I'm looking forward to, to that. I get to see my baby girl in December 
and she she'll be three. She'll actually be three this month. But I'm getting ready mm. to see. I, I I can't wait to see her. Like she's she's getting so big. I feel like she just grew up, and I missed everything. Like everything. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, nothing's really happening. I'm just being a soldier, I'm trying to get this money. I hear that. Mm-hmm. You know what? Huh. That whole thing that you said about like going back to the place that raised you. I didn't even, that hasn't even, that part hasn't even processed for me yet because I know that I outgrew where I came from. I outgrew that place. Like I am so, cause it's one of those places where, you know, Oh yeah. A lot of people never leave this place. And it's true. A lot of people don't leave like where I'm from and I've been, and I've left the country. So it's like, it's like, well, there is definitely, I'm over here worried about the family dynamic. I haven't even begun to digest what it's like to be there and be and be in that place. So that's, dang, you gave me something else to um, sleep on tonight. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thanks for that. We got a lot to do, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, uh, Oh no, Chris. She'll probably come back in a minute. You know, her. She'll go in and out. She'll come back in a minute. But for me, it's it's been a little bit different. Um, I had my annual review. Um, everything was positive except for the raise and the bonus, right? So, mind you, I've I've done every possible thing I could do for this job. I, I, I've kissed ass enough. I've been joining in meetings that I don't need to join into. Uh, being nice to people when I don't have to. Uh, join the social committee, join the diversity and inclusion, you know, group. Cause I mean, who doesn't need a black guy in a diversity and inclusion group, right? So right. did all these things and time for me to, you know, get that bonus and that raise. They gave me $2,000 as a bonus. And I'm like, okay, inflation, uh, recession. More importantly, it's $2,000 after taxes, after the fact that like, you're going to do whatever you can to give me the least amount, that $2,000, I'm going to probably see about 1100 from it. And that's split between 24 paychecks. That is equivalent of me like buying gas. That that's it's nothing, right? So what I did was I used what was going we're gonna talk about this as well. Actually, we can float right into it, you know, unless Q wants to talk about the election, which you know, he's at the bar, so we can actually wait until he, you know, refills his cup. But for me, I am capitalizing on the shit that Elon and a lot of these tech startups and these businesses are doing, because since we're talking about layoffs and stuff, we'll get to that. A lot of people are on LinkedIn and I didn't use LinkedIn for what it was supposed to be used for. It was just like a landing page for telling people, Hey, I'm working. This is what the fuck I do. Um, Half of the jobs that people are posting in their statuses now that, you know, Twitter had the big layoff on Friday. I shit you not. 85% of the jobs that aren't on LinkedIn and I'm sorry, not LinkedIn, like Indeed and all these other fucking websites, people have been holding them hostage and they're making statuses and shit all over social media, all over LinkedIn. And I look for these jobs. None of these jobs are posted. I'm like, yo, it's not on Glassdoor, it's not on Indeed, not USA jobs, none of this shit, right? One job that I applied to and I'm, I'm in the position to get it. Basically, I I messaged the COO of the company because he posted in the girl status. So long story less long, girl that worked from Twitter, you know, worked at Twitter. She got fired with like half of the other like office of Twitter. Right. She goes and she makes this proclamation. She's like, you know, it was an honor working at Twitter, blah, 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 blah. blah. But if you have any connections that I can use and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna piggyback off of her. 
one thing that I do know is like white women tears do work with other white people, right? So people were giving her, oh, well, this position open at TikTok, this position open here, this position open here, right? And I'm sitting there just looking at this shit. And I'm like, yo, okay, I don't know if it's because I'm sober or what. Where the fuck are all these jobs when I'm looking for them? And mind you, they're in all different places. They're in Texas, they're in Jersey, they're in D.C. But these are jobs that you're talking about. They're hybrid, they're remote. And I'm like, yo, I've been looking for these fucking jobs for almost two years now. None of this shit was here, right? But y'all are talking about all these layoffs. How are y'all having all these layoffs? But then all these other fucking companies got all these roles, right? So reach out to the CEO of the company. And, you know, we made a connection with talking and everything like that. He was like, hey, I want to, you know, have you interview with the CEO of the company. Can you do it on Monday? I was like, yeah, cool. I do the interview. I guess I knocked it out because he messages me 25 minutes after that meeting. He's like, hey, um, do you want to meet with this person on Tuesday? I was like, yeah, cool. Now, the job is for like a social media, like marketer, manager, whatever. Right. This role Ooh. I've never done. Yeah. It's something that I'm supposed to be doing. Like you would think, OK, Greg. All he likes is social media, talking, you know, digital marketing, media and shit like that. Why is he not in his role? The issue is it's hard as fuck to get into that field. Um, it's almost as hard as getting into the government, because unless you know somebody or you tempt in it, like it's really fucking hard. So not only did he tell me I was a good fit because, you know, the background of podcasting and content creation and stuff like that. He's like, hey, I know you don't know all of the like tangibles and stuff like that. I'm sorry, not all the tangibles. He's like, I have all the tangibles to have to do this job. They want to bring in somebody who's done the job before that the CEO knows to kind of like, what do you call it? Like mentor me into the role for three months. Basically they're saying like, they want me there, right? So I'm trying to angle like, you know, myself into the end of the year because my job, basically the benefits kick uh, I think they kick off January 1st, right? So my my goal is this. If they give me this job, I have every intention in the world to put in my resignation the week after the first week of January. That way, they still have to cut me a check for all the PTO that they owe me. Um, also, I don't have to start till 2023, which is good. And then my PTO actually goes up because it's year five, right? So that's the goal. That's the expectation. But Leading that into what we're saying. Oh, Chris is back. All right. Before we get into the layoffs and shit, Chris, how have you been? What you been up to? Because we about to get into the shit. You back? It, it says it says you there, right? Okay, I guess. Oh, hey, my bad. I'm here. I've just been watching okay. this election like a hawk because oh. low key oh. my job be depending on this shit. <laughs> So well, I'm like watching the election in terror, but um, well, well, yeah. Tell us what you've been up to. Um, yeah. So for the most part, I've just been, you know, cool and trying to get my life together and figure out like what my next move is. Like, I don't know about mm-hmm. y'all, but I just be feeling so lost at times. Like, mm-hmm. and not in the sense of like, like on some woe is me type shit. But on some, I just really don't know what I want to do anymore. And I feel like COVID Mm -hmm. fucked me up in that way. Because I feel like because time was just kind of on freeze, my mind kind of went on freeze. And now I just don't know what the fuck I want anymore. Does anybody Mm -hmm. else feel like that? That that was me all through the (laughs) pandemic. Like, everybody was like, I just feel like crazy, low key. Like, yo, what the fuck am I even doing anymore? Same here. Other than that, I'm here. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, since, since you brought up, you know, Q's favorite topic, he, he loves him some politics. And I'm, I'm going to let him get his shit off uninterrupted because when we get into this job shit, we're going to go for it. So, uh, Q, if you don't mind leading us into what's going on with the election, the midterms and everything. So, let's go. I, I, I don't, so, so uh, we can actually spend next week in on it. But the early returns is right now um, with the states that have closed, uh, the Senate is tied 40-40. Uh, there have been two so far, two Democratic pickups um, and governor races. Maryland is is going to have the first black governor wow. in state century, <laughs> Westmore. Um, and in Massachusetts, the first lesbian cut the less the first lesbian governor. Yeah, more Healy Healy is going to be the next governor of the state of Massachusetts. Um, the rest of the you know the rest of the races are like. The, the polls are getting ready to close or it's too early to call. Um, and then also um, Muriel Bowser, who I fully believe is pregnant with her first natural child. She won re-election as mayor of D.C. Oh, Christ. Congratulations <laughs> on the baby. But yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I don't know if it's true. I, 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 asked, I asked around those who I know. To those who I know, and I haven't gotten an answer yet, but Muriel Bowser has won a third term. She is the she is the second mayor of DC to win a third term. We know we all know who the third who who the who the first mayor was. Mm-hmm. Good old Marion, my frat brother. But Muriel is the first. <clears throat> Muriel is the first mayor of DC to win a third term. I mean, the second mayor. Second mayor to win a third term as mayor of DC. Um, and like I said, Maryland is getting their first black governor in, in the state's history with Westmore. And on the LGBTQ front, Maura Healy, who is an open who is openly lesbian, is has won her race to was dejected okay. to have won her race to become the mayor of Massachusetts. I mean, uh, I don't, not mayor, but governor of Massachusetts. I'm telling you, the, the, these are things to look forward to. I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, dang. Thank you, Q. All right. Well, you know what? Be- before we get into it, I know I keep postponing it because it's going to be a minute. Let's just do the first 48. We have not done it in what? The last five episodes. We have to do it. So. Q, what is the first 48 before we get into it? Because Chrissy's never done this, so she has no choice but to do it now. What is first 48? All right, the first 48. The first 48 is uh, a segment of our show in which Greg usually reads, not Greg usually, Greg reads a a crime story um, from somewhere in the country, or it can be international, and we have to guess where it happened. Usually it's Florida because Florida is is monumentally <laughs> fucked up. Sometimes it's most the second backup state is Texas. The third backup state is Georgia. The other backup state is New Jersey because I hate New Jersey. It has not been New Jersey <laughs> in quite a long time. I just it hasn't been Jersey. <laughs> we know <laughs> California. We've had more California than New Jersey. 
I hate you. That is a fact. Um, that is for, for, for personal reasons. But you have to guess, like, after the story is read, you have to guess where it happened. If you get it right, you get it right. If you don't, well, it probably happened in Florida. Okay. All right, so the first, the first article, man is angry about his flight cancellation and carjacks multiple vehicles and then causes just as many car crashes. So he steals five cars and then crashes all five because he's angry about his flight being canceled. Guess the first 48 state where this happened. That's some Florida shit right there. Okay, Florida. Iris, what you got? Oh, I'm, I'm going to just say she. Iris said New Jersey because she ain't say nothing. No, no. she said Florida. No, my bad. <laughs> my bad. I muted when I meant to unmute. But um, yeah, I was like, I'm going to go Florida. Okay, so Florida, Florida, Q, what you got? Q, which one you got? Oh, Chris, you got the bar. Florida, 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 Florida. All right. Chris, what you got for your first 48 state? Oh, I'm saying Florida because they messed up the board here. Okay. Well, unfortunately, this happened in Salt Lake City, Utah. So everybody's zero for zero right now. But we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, a traveler stuffs a gun into a raw chicken and tries to bring it on the plane. Yeah. Um, says that a air traveler was roasted by TSA. <laughs> what the fuck? This article is so fucked up. A prospective air traveler was roasted by the Transportation <laughs> Security Administration on TSA on social media on Monday after officers Twitter, with the yeah. federal agency. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, so it says that. Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so it says that. No, I was, I, yeah, there's definitely a delay. <laughs> there's definitely a delay, which is app. Um, but, yeah, TSA's uh, TSA social media, especially on Twitter, they they flame actively flame people who do not follow TSA rules. Mm-hmm. Well, guess the first 48 state where a grown man decided that he was going to get on a plane with a gun that was stuffed into a chicken. Texas, oh, Florida. Florida. I seen that. Florida. 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 You are Texas. absolutely right. Oh, Texas. I'm sorry, Q. I, 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 I told everybody it's okay. it is actually Florida. It is actually Florida. Yeah, uh, as, a, right. as, as a bonus, though, a Florida woman also said that she was going to burn a witch and did it. She just burnt a woman because she looked like a witch in a book. Uh, um, she pled guilty to murder and arson. Yeah, that happens in Florida. But the last first 48 article, um, I I found this to be funny because it was actually viral on TikTok. Um, On TikTok, a group of young KFC workers were filmed licking pieces of cooked chicken, grabbing handfuls of lettuce and wasting food and then putting it into bags. The viral video has since been made private. However, the clip allegedly was captioned POV closing time and revealed several big sanitary no-nos. Guess the first 48 state where this happened. Florida, because Donald Trump loves KFC, and fuck that motherfucker. Nick's gotta be so bored to do that. uh, I don't even know. That just sounds too wild to believe. (laughs) Like, who the hell's too wild to believe? Who do that shit? Well, y'all gotta get I'm gonna say Texas. Texas. I was going to say some corn state, Nebraska. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say something like I'm gonna say something like I'm gonna go Alabama. Florida, because Donald Trump lives in Florida. Now, would you get upset if I said this actually happened in DC? Which I wouldn't. No, which which KFC? So I know never to go there. Hold on, what? It, yeah, apparently this happened in DC. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this happened in DC. Who do that? Was it New no York Ave? I don't know which one. It doesn't say the actual uh, story. Why is New York Avenue like shit? Oh my God. But Chris, the New York Avenue location has been closed for the last year and a half. No. Oh, okay. so it, See how much I go to KFC? No. The New York Avenue. The New, York Avenue, the New York Avenue location has been closed for almost two years. The one of New York, I don't go there. So it was open to in my eyes. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is a been, no, I live over there. It's been closed well, for this, nearly two years. Why could be the one that well, good help, brother? Offer good help, Well, this is just one more reason why you should not eat KFC. So there's that. Um, let, let's move on. That, that was first 48. Thank y'all for playing. Um, we'll, we'll have more on the next episode, whenever the next episode is. Let's get into it. We already talked about uh, Kyrie and Kanye. We can completely skip that. I do want to say rest in peace to take off for Migos. Um, I, I'm waiting until after the funeral to do like the entire spiel um, because th- there's a lot of shit about that one that I don't want to say because we have family and friends in Texas, and I just don't want something happening to them. So I'm gonna just go ahead and be real quiet on that one, and just say the shit just seems really suspect. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna just let that be what that is. Um, but let, let's talk about yeah, absolutely. So let let's just get into the shits with these layoffs and these jobs. More importantly, uh, Twitter. Um, most of us have been on Twitter for you know a while since before Elon took over, right? This motherfucking tyrant has pretty much tried to kill off my favorite app ever. Like Twitter is hands down the best app. That's a social media platform. Like people will say Instagram. I think they would lie. TikTok, the same thing. Twitter for it to be worth nothing. It's the best platform to find out so much. All right. You uh, got to mute your mic, sir. A, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to move a little bit closer away. But Twitter is the Thank reason you. why the re, Twitter is the reason why I, I met you. The reason why, fourteen years later, you're not mm-hmm. just my best friend. You're not ju- you're not a friend. You're not a you're not my best friend. You are family. Yeah, I'm gonna leave I that. agree. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very sentimental story. But Q's been drinking, right. so he always sentimental when he drinks. So <laughs> either way. Um, Long, long, long story less long. Elon he purchased uh, Twitter for a, a large sum of money that people say he overestimated the value. Right, forty-four <laughs> billion dollars. Forty-four billion dollars. And since uh, what? In two weeks, he has done everything but delete Twitter from everybody's phone. He has gone and Twitter blue now is eight dollars. It used to be two dollars. He's making anybody who has a verified badge pay $8 a month in order to have the verified badge. He also fired 50% of the staff, fired them on Friday, then realized over the weekend that he didn't have people to work in the development on the development team, as well as vital parts and people 
that actually had the codes to Twitter in order to make it operational and functional, right? To which he sent out an email unaddressed with his name or anything, just sent out an email in a Slack group. Like he sent the email through Slack because they still had access to Slack and he didn't have everybody's personal contact information and asked if certain people in certain roles could return to work on Monday. Um, I, I want to leave the floor <laughs> open because th- th- this shit is so ridiculous to me. And I mean, I- I've, I've been laid off before. I- I've had to deal with, you know, getting that little, that bullshit message about, hey, you can't have health insurance, but you can pay $800 a month for Cobra. And it's like, well, where the fuck am I going to get the money from, right? But after this happened with Twitter, there are a lot of companies who are like, you know, I follow on Twitter. There's a like Twitter page that tells you what companies are laying people off. Ironically, a lot of these companies, when I did some research, a lot of these companies were the companies during the pandemic that were hiring everybody. They're like, you know what? Hey, yeah, we, you know, there's only one person that needs to do this role, but we're going to hire like 27. Like a lot of these companies, Meta, um, obviously, Twitter with their stuff. You had a bunch of startups and boutiques and stuff like that. But the massive layoff, it's concerning because the housing rate, you know, percentage is at 7%. You have inflation at its all time high since like 1992. You have so much shit going on. And I thought we were kind of in a good place, but I don't know what's going on anymore. I know Iris wants to speak about like lay like layoffs and things like that. Like, so yeah. before, I guess when we get into it, somebody had posed a question and hopefully you guys can answer it. And then, you know, we can talk about this layoff thing. The question was, how much money do you feel like would be enough for you to quit your job or business and live comfortably? Right. So if you guys want to talk about that as and, and kind of tie it into this mass layoffs thing, may, you know, mass layovers, I'm going to leave the floor open to y'all because. This is an important topic. I think we really need to talk about it before the end of the year. So I'm going to start with Iris. How do you feel? Um, So real quick about the amount of money thing. It's so interesting because I recently saw something that was saying that like it used to be that the amount of money that one needed to make annually to be happy, just like as a, I guess a single person I know was just somewhere around like $75,000. But because, and then after that, it's like all like luxuries, but that to be like content, whatever, it was like $75,000. Now it has increased. Um, so it's like, I feel like we're always in a place where we always end up having to chase the next amount of money and chase the next thing. And it's, uh, it's exhausting. It is so exhausting. Um, but it's just so exhausting, but specifically about the, um, the whole layoffs thing. So I got laid off in August. Um, but I only am officially unemployed as of October. So um, they did that thing where, where they did it right, where I got laid off, but then I got two months payment and then one month severance after. So lucky in a sense for that. But um, my job was one of those jobs that was like crazy hiring. It hired like crazy. And um, they went from a 4,000 person company to an 8,000 person, co- person company. They couldn't fucking scale it. They didn't have, they weren't set up for success. <clears throat> I know that the president ended up leaving shortly after. Uh, that to the president of the company and like it was like mass layoffs and all that crazy shit so a lot of other companies the same thing they super hired during COVID as you mentioned Greg they super hired during COVID and then they were like oh we can't fucking scale and then we're in a time of economic uncertainty yes the recession is here but like we're in a time of economic uncertainty where even though these companies 
some of these companies, because I know Twitter hadn't made no damn money, but some of these companies, they end up, they're doing well, but they want to make their numbers really, really good to close out the fiscal year. So they're, they're, that's what all these like cuts, these freezes, these layoffs and things are happening. So I think it, me as a person who's in the middle of a job search, who keeps seeing all these damn layoffs, it's mad discouraging because I need to find a fucking job. How am I going to find a fucking job? If nobody's hiring and everybody's getting laid off and everybody's at like risk of being laid off. There was a company that just recently had a layoff this past week or the past two weeks or something that I was in my final interview with them back in um, June, July, but they had, they added a hiring freeze um, in the middle, right before I was scheduled to do my final interview. I had that job in the fucking bag, but then they, they, um, they like were like, okay, we're freezing. And then I see that now they have a fucking layoff. So with all these companies laying off, all these companies freezing, what the fuck is somebody who wants to find a job to do? And also, yes, there are companies that are still hiring, but because like people think that it's just, it's not just in the tech space, but there are companies that are still hiring. However, now the competition is crazy because you got all these people who have Mm -hmm. like, who have like Twitter and Meta and Uber and all these other companies on their resume. So people, somebody like me who just did a career pivot and finally found a career that I actually found enjoyable, right? Who just has like one year of like kind of technical experience on the resume, but from a company that nobody knows what the fuck they do. Every time I'm in an interview, they're like, okay, so what did this company do? Nobody fucking knows. They got little old me itself for somebody who was like hiring fucking executives for fucking Twitter. Like, I feel like I am so in such a shitty predicament right now because of the whole like thing. And I'm trying to really just like chill and like appreciate the fact that I have this time because, you know, working fucking sucks. Um, So I'm appreciate that I have this time to kind of like chill where I don't have too many crazy responsibilities or things. I don't have any kids. I don't got nobody who's really relying on them like that. It's just me. So I'm trying to like chill and kind of like enjoy what I can and like look at the bright side but it's really frustrating when I see all of these like these layoffs and freezes keep coming in and then also the holiday season's approaching nobody does shit around holiday time at these damn companies nobody is doing shit so basically I'm like I kind of not really applying I put a pause on applying to stuff right now unless I see something that it's like oh no I got it I got it this looks too great to pass up but I'm putting a pause because I don't realistically think that anybody's hiring until 2023 because right. they want their fiscal yeah, year numbers to look really good. It. Exactly. Nobody's going to be hiring nobody. Yeah. So it's, it's, and my thing is I've had so also with me in this fucking job search that I've been going through, I've had things where I get messages like, oh yeah, we want to schedule an interview. Then it's like, oh, actually this job no longer exists. Sorry. Or it's like, oh yeah, like we really like, we really like to speak with you a month later. We're sorry. We're no longer going to be hiring for this position, but I would love to stay in contact for you in the future. I've had that shit happen to me or people just straight up cancel interviews last minute. People be like, just like taking shit off the table, like last minute. And it's so frustrating because like job hunting is so stressful. Like it's mad, exhausting, mm-hmm. it's stressful. You have to, put, have to put on this fucking face and a smile and act like I want to dedicate my heart and soul to this fucking job. when really, I just want a fucking paycheck. Like, and mm-hmm. to not feel like my soul is fresh every fucking day. And I got to do all this shit, put on my best smiley face, my best uh, sorry to bother you voice and shit for these damn people. Just for them to turn around and be like, oh, sorry, we're actually not hiring right now. I'm going to need y'all to get y'all shit the fuck together because 
I know that these jobs, these recs have to go through approvals before they even get posted. It's got to go through like two to three different approvals before they even get posted. How the fuck are y'all not? How is finance not telling y'all maybe hold off before it goes through approvals? I think that's part of the scheme, though, to look busier than they really are, though. Like, if we keep pushing this, then we don't really have to be you know, as transparent with what the fuck is really going on. Because I, I look at my LinkedIn too and yeah. they say LinkedIn's mm-hmm. not reliable for like jobs and shit. But it's like every day they got a new position, this position, that position. Yep. And I see the layoffs coming. So I'm like, how the fuck y'all posting jobs when I watch the news and it's clearly 12,000 layoffs or 1,500 layoffs. Like, so <laughs> well, I, I, it makes no sense. I know for a fact, though, I don't mean to cut you off, Iris, but I know, like, just to kind of, like, piggyback, I know for a fact, I've I've watched this shit happen where they put the job up as a formality. Like, they have to make the Mm -hmm. announcement as a formality, Mm -hmm. but the position is already filled. Like, that's even happened, like, like... Like I was, um, I, I was trying to go up for a position with my, my, com- my, my, so in the military, they call them companies, but it was my, my unit or whatever. Cause they needed a unit administrator. They ain't had a unit administrator for forever. Niggas need it. Like they need it bad. Like niggas not getting paid. That's how bad they need it. So mm, they go ahead and they fucking, they go ahead and they, they tell me, they were like, well, we got five candidates already. The position is supposed to be, it's been up for 20 days. It's over. We, we've been holding it open as a formality. And I could not believe my ears. I already had a job, but I'm just saying like the fact that I know if, if the military, and this is the government, this federal government doing this shit. And when you got to put keywords in to make sure that your, your resume gets captured up in the in the, the the algorithm and everything. But no, like I know for a fact, if the federal government is doing that, then I know these smaller companies are doing the same. And they're probably posting those jobs, just, just posting them up as a formality, but already having the position filled just to let you know, like just to kind of take you through it, just so that there's nothing legal that they can throw that you can throw at them. So here's the thing about that, because my old job, we actually had to do that because I hired interns, right? And we got our interns through Handshake. And now in order to onboard people, though, you had, they had to apply through Workday. So you have to have the requisition Mm -hmm. open in Workday. So we would get them, we would tell the candidate who was going to apply, we would tell them, be like, okay, you have to apply through, um, through Workday. So we would have to open a record Workday. So we'd have people going to apply for these positions knowing that the only way that they would get hired is if something fell through with the candidate who we told to apply, um, who we told to apply from handshake. Now, here's the thing, because I know that and I get that, that doesn't bother me so much only because I don't put a lot of energy into applying. Like the actual application, I'm not writing you no cover letter. Like y'all can miss me with that. (laughs) Like I'm not doing anything like that. I'm not putting those things. But for you to say that I got to interview and then pull the okie doke, like, oh, actually, we don't. That is some bullshit. But I think the whole thing, like, I really had issues with my job doing that thing where they had to keep it open on another place um, in order to for it to be applied. Because it's just like, bro, just have one workflow. Why the fuck are we doing it like this? It's so fucking clunky. And like, why are we doing it like this? Um, but also, um, to the other point you said with something was open, if I see a job that's open for more than four days, I don't apply. If it's a week, maybe but i know how these recruiters at these companies have to move because i was in recruiting so they have really quick turnaround times and Mm -hmm. by day by day three they already but by day two they pull in resumes 
by day two, they pull in resumes. So I'm like, if I see something that just has like, especially if I know that it's a position that like a lot of people like recruiter positions are, are like really hot. So I know that those aren't staying open for super long unless they just need it to, um, they need to finish the workflow for like with me, with my old job, we needed to keep the requisition open until the candidate accepted the offer. So you have like, you have it open from when they first application. So mind you, we're telling them to go from a website to another website, first application. Then we have to schedule their interviews because this is before they even get their official, like real interview schedule. Like They have to go and they have to go through their interviews. And then after all of that, and it's maybe like three weeks worth of interviews, two, three weeks worth of interviews. Then after that, they get a week to accept the position. So all that time, that rec is still going to be open and people are still applying to it because it just looks like an open rec. When in reality, somebody's already in the process of being hired for it. Now, right. there is the case where then the candidate declines that offer. So then we go back to that position that's been uh, had those people applying for the last like four or five, three, four weeks. Um, then we'll go back. But it, it's, it's really like not a very transparent process that you kind of got to like read between these fucking lines and do all of these damn gymnastics in order to figure out who actually hiring. It's mm-hmm. mad annoying. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now you're right about that. And I would be I'd be frustrated as fuck trying to do that shit. Yeah, so that's <laughs> it's it's just for me, it's weird seeing it. Like, you know, I talked about like the interview and stuff like that, but that was just like a small like upside. But there have been so many applications that I've put in for jobs and I know I'm never gonna hear back. There's some that I applied for back in 2020. They emailed me back and they were like, oh, yeah, you know, after careful consideration, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what the fuck did I even apply for? Like, and then you go in your emails, you look back and it's like, yo, I applied for that shit in like March of 2020. Like, clearly you've hired somebody at that point. But with these layoffs, like what you had said, Iris, about so many people having the ability to, you know, work with these places, like they didn't, I think that's what you said, like they didn't scale, right? But if they knew these things, why didn't they have these jobs as contracts instead of filling them as full-time positions? Because then people could know, like, okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So they didn't know. They didn't necessarily know because that mm-hmm. a lot of companies are doing that thing where it's a lot of contract positions. Now they realize. Mm-hmm. They thought that with the whole hiring boom, like right after they thought, oh, yeah, COVID's finished. People want to work again. We got these jobs. We're about to be doing great because all of the businesses, like, People struggled, individuals struggled during COVID, business boomed during COVID. Right. So they're like, oh, mm-hmm. bet we coming off of this big old business boom. We about to be good. But then when shit tapers out, inflation goes the fuck crazy. And people are like, wait, hold on. I can't be spending money like I was spending. I don't got an extra $600 a month from unemployment. I don't got stimmies that weren't even really nothing. But I don't got all this extra. I don't got a PPP loan. Hold the fuck up. Now we got a skirt press on the brakes. And now folks are over here like, oh, yeah, people aren't spending as much as they used to. Shit is getting crazy. Inflation is tripping. Now we got to look at our numbers and make sure we look really good going into the fiscal year so that investors and so that all these people are still going to be able to keep us like like profitable and shit. So mm-hmm. they were it's basically like they didn't strategize good with this. They, they just saw how it looked at the time. And it looked like a blue sky, great fucking scenario and a great situation that was just going to be prosperous and wonderful going forward. But now they're like, hold the fuck up. We should have strategized a little bit more. We should have been a little bit more risk averse when it came to these things, but they just weren't. 
And it's like, mm-hmm. not y'all being dumb. Like, I, it really like was just poor planning and poor like, like just like poor forecasting. Like, I don't know who they had on their team. Maybe they fired their consultant. I don't know who wasn't doing their job, but then they're just like, oh, well. And then another thing about this shit. And I'm like, I'm going on a lot of tangents right now. But oh, not another talk. thing about this thing. It's like, um, hold up, my bad. I, I, I lost that train of thought. Anyway, so we can circle back to that. <laughs> At a different time, because yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's I, I don't know. I'm I'm at the point where like I'm comfortable where I'm at, and I'm grateful. But the issue is, even my company, ours, they hired more people than they have space for, and with people slowly returning back to work and they've been doing little things to try to like let you know like hey by the way we're gonna try to get as many motherfuckers in the office as possible right like hosting they did like a halloween like party they did they're doing a thanksgiving potluck a christmas party but it's going to be in the office so it's like okay like all these things you're doing to save yourselves money meanwhile like the higher-ups are getting all the money that should be going to like us um, my firm in particular, I can't say too much because of confidentiality. They were like, oh, well, you know, we're going to gut out some of the conference rooms and turn them into offices, which they did. The issue is nobody's been coming into the office outside of my team and one other team. And for me, nobody's seeing the residual. So since I'm on the social committee, we had a like we had the Halloween thing. And I asked how much money we had for our budget. They told me 50 bucks. I was like, what the fuck can you possibly do with $50 other than go to Dollar Tree, pick up whatever Halloween little like decoration you can get plastered on the wall and call it that. Right. So when it comes to like work, like I'll just read a comment that I saw on LinkedIn. Right. A guy by the name of Adam, he's like a recruiter. He said the company usually has these meetings and they ask the question of why aren't people applying to our jobs? And the answer is your application process is horrible. And then the company will respond back. What if we put more stock photos of smiling employees and everybody that comp there's over 400 comments on this. People were saying they hate when they hear like a recruiter or somebody from the company say, we're like a family here or something new that I've never heard of. Please record a one way video response. I'd say, I've never heard of that one before. I've never heard or never had to do a one way video response, but what I've experienced as, you know, somebody who's working and like trying to like be active is the fact that these companies don't really want to pay. And for ours, I know you have a bunch of experience. I just kind of get frustrated when it's like they want to pay somebody an entry level like salary, but then they're like, okay, we want five or seven years experience. We want the bachelors. We want all these tangibles. They have to be an expert at this. Like what are the red flags when y'all apply to jobs? And you're like, you know what? I already know that's going to be a shitty job. Like that way I know. I don't know if y'all can help me out with that one, but I um this is something that happened after I already like applied to a position where like mm-hmm. after the application process, I was getting like too many emails about every step in the process. Like it's like, oh, mm-hmm. your application was submitted. Oh, now this person's review your application. And then it's like, okay, yay, mm-hmm. now your application's about to be reviewed by this. Now you might hear back from somebody. That shows me that you're process a little bit too automated and nobody like not even that it's too automated 
it's that like nobody actually is looking at these resumes for real. It's that it's just going through the ATS system like blindly. And then it's just like churning out whatever it wants to hear. And then like, because of that, I would prefer, like, I know that all these people have these applicant tracking systems, but those are supposed to be kind of like a tool to help the recruiters and recruiting team. It's not supposed to do the whole thing itself. I don't really want to like work for a company where it's just like, okay, you did you even look at my resume before we had top on this call? Yeah. Because it's looking like you didn't. And like, I know people are busy and stuff, but like at least skim the shit because now I feel like you're wasting my time. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely, you mentioned that earlier about like the cover letter thing. I think that is the most like bogus fucking thing. It's like, wait, so I got to kiss your ass before kissing your ass. And then you're still going to ask me questions about these things. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't took do a course on LinkedIn about it. And I was like, what? why do I need to put, like, I have to summarize my resume as if my resume isn't already supposed to be summarized. Like, <laughs> what, what is, what the fuck, like, what are we doing here? And like one company, they, they reached out to me. And they asked me to send it in like PDF format, send it in PDF format. Then they're like, okay, can you send it work? I'm like, yo, I uploaded it in both ways. That way you didn't have to ask this. And not only do you upload it, like you can upload it as a word or a PDF. Your fucking site goes and does, like you said, the ATS system and stuff where it's so probably like outdated that they don't know the difference between like bullet points and question marks and shit. So then you got to go and like tinker with it and figure that shit out. Then after you, fill out all that information. They still just ask you to upload the resume again. Then they're like, okay, we're not accepting like any job offers or any applications without a cover letter. It's like, but are you even going to read the, if you're not reading the resume, you're definitely not reading the cover letter. So it, it just, it's all like a moot point at this point. So I, I just, I'm ready to hit the Powerball and just beat the fuck up out of here. I want to go to Bora Bora yeah. and just forget everybody. Enough's water. enough, bro. Like, <laughs> this is, it's just gotten disgusting at this point. Like, you know, we already, you know, layoffs and stuff like that. But how can somebody feel comfortable right now, even attempting to find work when these employers, like they've already hired more people than they can handle. But then the jobs, like a lot of the, I don't say the good jobs, but the jobs that are hiring, they're hiring from within. I stopped applying for like government jobs literally a year ago because when I was applying to shit in like 2006, 2007, and I wouldn't hear back till 2012, I was like, all right, this must be bullshit. You know, they never check USA jobs and stuff like that. I've applied to jobs in like 2018, 2019, and I just heard back like a month and a half ago. And it's like, nobody does a four-year no, search for a fucking, like, it is insane. I, I'll ne- I think that's my only issue, even with government jobs. I can't do that shit no more. Government jobs. USA so- jobs. It's so fluke. Like, you're right about that, Greg. I got an a email about a job I applied to like three years ago. And I was like, what the fuck? Was... <laughs> and, and, and they think no, you're I... wrong for like asking Stop. questions. I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, did I do something wrong? Like, and it's, it's never like they tell you if the position's all, all filled, right? They just say you weren't qualified, which is like, all right, cool. Like, I don't know how I'm not qualified for like an uh, entry level government job where we all know somebody's sitting at a, you know, at a desk taking care of somebody's phone calls because they too, you know, they're too lazy to answer the phone and some shit, right? So like a GS5, GS7 role, right? I'm like, just get your foot in the door and then you just honestly, you stay there for a year and then you just like, you know, get hired from within with the government. That's how it used to work. I don't know how it is now, but everybody who I've talked to that works for the government, they're trying to get out because they've hit that glass ceiling of like a GS11, GS13 or whatever. I'm like, oh, like I can't go anywhere anymore. Like I, I'm just stuck here. 
and then they don't want to pay. Or now they're getting people in the government and like, all right, cool, you can work for OPM or you can work for like the FDA or uh, some other like government agency. But guess what? Uh, yeah, we're going to pay you like $42,000. Like, oh, great. Like lunch money. I, I can't do nothing with that. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you? And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it's like in D.C., like $40,000 means you have two or three roommates. And that's just a fucking fact. So even like today, like Q and I were talking, I didn't realize they're gentrifying, like even like coming out of D.C. now. Like Tyson's Corner is no longer called Tyson's Corner. It's called Tyson's. Um, PG Plaza isn't PG Plaza anymore. It's called Hyattsville Crossing. I'm like, what the, like. The, <laughs> what? What the fuck did they put in there that, that made it that they needed to change the name for? Like, what? There, what there's an altar now. Yeah, no, she's not lying. Like, they put an altar there. It's just yeah. altar. They still got that ragged ass Macy's there. Like, yep. Raggedy ass Macy's. Oh. That and the, the sweet greens, those two. Like, like, yeah. yeah, I was so no. blown. I was like, I, I was talking to Q, and he's like, "Yeah, Greg, like you know, I gotta go out here to you know PG." And I was like, "All right, like cool, like you know, let me know." And then he was like, "Greg, you know, they changed this motherfucking name to the station to Highestville Cross." And I was like, "What the fuck is it crossing then?" And it was like, no, it's the bridge it's that crossing goes the from street PG when Plaza. you got to get over to like, that <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I was like, there's no you crossing way. the street to get there. You know, like, we literally got, now imagine how that. Imagine how it felt. Ooh, that wasn't even ten years ago. What, like seven, eight years ago when they changed it from like New York Avenue to Noma, and people were like, yo, like what, what the fuck is oh, Noma? Fuck and it's that. like, oh, nigga, what? No. Yeah, it's, no, it's no longer like. <laughs> It is no manel. That's what I'm talking oh, yeah. about. That's what I'm talking about. Telling me to come home to this shit, and I'd be like, "What the fuck? What the fuck? I'm hey. going up. I'm going uptown. What now? Now I'm going. Oh, no. What the fuck? Oh. What? Oh no! There oh, you're no in Petworth now. Welcome to yeah, Petworth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, oh, oh. And that, that's how they changed that too. So, yeah. So you have you have Howard. Uh, and they just call it Howard. They don't say Howard University. They just say Howard. So no, Howard they call is a that Shaw. Now. They're like we're in Shaw. Oh Shaw, yeah. Yeah, Here's it's in Shaw now, right? So you got, so you got Shaw. You have um, co- uh, Columbia Heights. Is, what is it? Is it like Kohai or something like that? I know it's like some like, oh, Kohai like acronym or something. We are not yeah, New York. Kohai. We're not oh, California. We're not it got, New York. Oh, like shit. It got worse though because oh, Georgia, Georgia Avenue is sectioned now. now. Any? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Georgia Avenue, like up, like up. In Georgia Avenue, like going towards with Walter Reed Hospital and all that stuff, basically anywhere That's past Spring. Uh, Petworth. Yeah, but here's the thing: mm. anything past Petworth is considered Upper Georgia Avenue. It doesn't have a zone. What the fuck is an Upper Georgia? Avenue. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still hood as fuck. That's uptown. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing: so <laughs> anything your, your from still get broke the fuck in up there. What the fuck is you hey, talking about? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. You, you have, and the reason why is right where the old Walter Reed Hospital is, they put up like high rises, they have condos, they, they knock down the entire hospital there and put a whole bunch of like, like a whole neighborhood. So in where order Walter to Reed give that Reed. neighborhood a name, yeah, that's a neighborhood now. If you look at that's like, what we call Walter where, Reed. <laughs> let me see. No, there's, a, there's a name for this shit. Hold on. I got to look for this now. Hold on. Walter Reed. Name what about Fort Titan? Is that Fort Titan? 
Isn't that full tide? I don't think it is anymore. I don't think it is anymore. Shut it's up. full tide. Oh yeah, I guess <laughs> I see. won't be coming the fuck back home. I need to go ahead and yeah. pass the place so, in Northern Virginia. In Nova. Northern Virginia. Nova. Right. <laughs> it's a <Baltimore laughs> hospital. Oh, so that's his well no, they said it was Bethesda. There's no there's no fucking way that's called Bethesda. Yeah, that, that's is not Bethesda. I mean, they changed so much about DC. There. I I don't like DC anymore. Like I I refuse. Like when I go to work, I go to work. Then I come home. They be like, "Great, you want a happy hour?" Yeah, on my side of town because that shit is too yeah, much. I was side. telling, yeah, I was telling Chrissy. I was like, "Yo, like I go into DC when I have to go to work, or if I have to do a happy hour or something, I'm out by eight. Like that going and staying out in DC and then having to get back on my <laughs> side of town. It cost me a hundred and nine dollars to get from U Street Hell home because no. it was raining outside. Q had to no. go from oh, no. Alice Morgan to Massachusetts walking. Avenue. I would have walked. Yeah. I would have fucking walked. Yeah. No, I'm, between Uber prices, lifts, and shit like that, it's just, it's really not working. But they really be gouging like, with the Ubers, though. Yeah. But, but let's get into these unpopular opinions. So, Chrissy, what we do for unpopular opinions to end the show is each of us goes around and we say what our unpopular, you know, our unpopular opinion is for the week. It can be something that can't, you know, that's how you feel or whatever. And none of us can dispute it. It's not an argument. It's not a debate. It's just your unpopular opinion. Like my unpopular opinion is, um, what is my unpopular opinion for a week? Okay. I have one. Yes. All them Clorox wipes that I bought during the pandemic, even though they have an expiration date, they still work. That's my unpopular opinion for the week. (laughs) Wait, is that a, a debate? Is somebody saying they expired? I, I hope it ain't because I, I do not abide. I, I will. Yeah, I, will I thought not about that too. It. I seen some alcohol that had an expiration date, but I was like, you can't tell me that joint not about to clean wounds. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, maybe not as well, strong, we'll but it's definitely gonna get the job done. It's ninety percent, mm-hmm. so now it's probably like seven. Right. <laughs> well, what about you, Chris? You'll start. First. Uh, my we'll unpopular Chris. opinion is people who litter have no disregard for the human world and y'all need to be shamed. Yeah. <laughs> Not shamed, no. <laughs> no, they really need to be shamed because like, why are you 30 years old plus littering on your street? That shit don't make no sense. Like, and then I mm-hmm. asked them, who the fuck do you expect to clean this up? And they never have an answer for me. They like, it's just gonna blow. Blow where, my no. guy? Blow where? Exactly. Oh yeah. Stop littering. Like Pick up the trash. Yeah. Wash your ass. Tracks. Chrissy, what about you? What's your unpopular opinion? Come back to me. I'm still thinking about it. All right, Iris. What is your unpopular opinion for the week? All right. I'm glad I started writing them down. Um, okay. So my <laughs> unpopular opinion is that stand culture ruined more than cancel culture ever did. Ooh. Stan culture is responsible for more terrible things in popular culture than cancel culture. Because we've spoken about this before. Cancel 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 culture, cancel culture doesn't really work. Like it doesn't really work, especially for certain people. You can dip off for a little bit and then like come back a whole brand new person if somebody cancels you, quote unquote cancels you for some shit. Stan culture has ruined like has ruined like music discourse. It has ruined like people. Oh, for example, Nicki Minaj is a perfect example. Her stands 
are fucking insane people. They are Mm -hmm. absolute lunatics. And it has actually like sullied her her name because we know that who Nicki Minaj Nicki Minaj was that girl. She really was, and she's still super mm-hmm. talented. But because she has these fucking rabid ass fucking fans who are just fucking psychotic people, it makes a lot of people look at her like crazy. Yeah, that in her attitude too. But it has a lot to do with the way that she like. So the, the way I'm about she, to say, um, does the fan, does the artist make the stands, or do the stands make the artist? So because with that, when you look at Nicki Minaj. Like, my best friend used to be a super Nicki Minaj fan. Nicki follow her on Twitter, everything. Why Nicki unfollow her for some shit? And I was like, yo, mm. and blocked her. And I was like, hold up. This was like one of your biggest fans. Y'all used to talk in the DMs. And you mm-hmm. blocked her. Like, that's crazy to me. Really? Here's the thing. I think that in the case of Nicki Minaj, it's, it's like a two-way toxic thing she's a little bit too entrenched with her fans like mm-hmm. Beyonce people Beyonce got some fans and Beyonce got some some diehard fans and so does Beyonce got some diehard fans and even Rihanna Rihanna used to have some toxic ass fans back in the day she really did she yeah she fans. does but they don't feed into their fans the same way that these other that somebody like Nicki Minaj feeds into their fans and not even just that's true Minaj, just in, ad- in addition to like other like stands just ruining shit, Drake stands are terrible. They are Kanye really stands, you know, Kanye stands too. Like, but we're not about to talk about Kanye again because we're gonna go into a whole other tangent. But Drake <laughs> stands too, because of stand culture, like y'all not holding y'all artists accountable. Y'all not admitting that they're kind of getting up there, getting kind of washed. That they do have to do little tricks and things to stay relevant mm-hmm. because of stand culture. They're so blinded by the fact that they were such a fucking stand that they can't just have a real fucking brain and think. So I think that when people getting all riled up about cancel culture, this cancel, let's take a minute and talk about stand culture and how it is ruining music. Mm. That's all I gotta say about that. Her. I, I, love you know, I agree. I love it definitely is ruining music because then we got these whack ass <laughs> artists just pushing and trying to stay relevant. It's just, uh, Ah, uh, God. So say no to stand culture. I'm glad, you know, I used to be a stand for, you know, a person or two, but I'm glad that I grew the fuck. And especially grown ass men. Oh my God. What a throw up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like the way that these grown ass <laughs> men be the biggest cop gobblers when it comes to these fucking artists. It is Fan so boys. fucking crazy. Mm. It is wild and that is something that i noticed even when i was young in high school and used to go to concerts and shit nobody would fangirl more than grown-ass men it was really mm-hmm. disgusting to watch so yeah boo tomatoes 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 yeah say say no <laughs> yo i just want to know why we gave the state of georgia our money poor stacy yo I'm just watching oh, these results, no. man. Poor Stacey. Wait, she lost? Stacey was really trash. She was doing everything. She talked about some no vote, no fucking. And she had a yellow dress girl with her. She did everything oh, she could God. to get the vote, man. Damn. It just wasn't enough. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, Stacey. Sorry. But my fine. thing is, what y'all next, expect? Next. Like, this is the thing. Like, I mean, I hate to put it like this because I still want people to vote and you know, exercise your right. But when you literally have certain states that just be on some downright racism, like how the fuck can you even put Herschel Walker compared to Warner? Like, come on now. It's that's nothing but racism. Because I just really just put any black guy against him. 
I'm sorry for getting all political, but this shit like really blowing me. <laughs> oh no, nah, I understand. But ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to another episode of the Young Black Father Podcast. Y'all already know us, and if you don't, you'll probably already follow us on social media. But thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace, y'all. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 